Forbes Books presents How to Hashtag Keep Going with Mary Tautimus. Conversations with extraordinary leaders who have overcome seemingly impossible odds to build successful businesses, lives, and communities. Here's Mary Tautimus. Welcome back to my conversation with my dear friend, Shruti Gurudanti, the co-founder of Televeda. We've been talking about how her tech platform helps senior care providers offer on-site and online interactive gaming, educational, and workout classes designed to build friendships for older adults. Now, Shruti, one of your favorite quotes captures the essence of my book and podcast, and it's from Theodore Roosevelt. It goes, it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Why do you love that quote so much? So what I really like about that quote is that it talks about the importance of taking action and, you know, getting your hands dirty and doing what you set your mind to do. And that's what's important to me. And I wish I had implemented this in my life a lot sooner. But I do try to live by it every single day that you know, you got to take the first step and you got to make your mistakes, but you're going to learn and you're going to get, you know, you're going to come victorious from it. But if you don't take that first step, you're at a loss. Yeah, I'm looking at it on my wall. The, the, the where it ends is so that her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So, like, you don't get to experience victory unless you take that first step, like you said, with action. You 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 have to put yourself into the arena and you have to take risks and challenges. And you're probably going to get you know knocked in the teeth. You're probably going to get knocked down, and so. I think my favorite part of this quote, if I can share back, is yeah. also like y- you and I, I think one of the reasons we love spending time together is because I get you. Like I'm doing it and you're doing it, right? Like uh-huh. we're two people that are doing it. So we care a lot about the opinion of the other person because we're both in the arena trying to do it. And so mm-hmm. one thing I love, and I saw this first um, quote for the first time with Brene Brown and what she talks about is, to create anything, isn't she amazing? She is fabulous. To create anything, you have to take risks and you have to put yourself in the middle of the arena and people are gonna judge you. People are gonna talk smack. People are going to, you know, ask you, what are you doing? Like, you know, Shruti, why don't you just maintain your, you're an attorney, you're a successful attorney. Why wouldn't you just keep doing that? You might Mm -hmm. care about that opinion, if it was coming from someone else who has tried to do what you're doing, but if that, if the person giving you the opinion is like Brene says, sitting in the cheap seats, meaning they're not trying to do anything, but they've got all mm-hmm. the judgment on you, like, oh, talking smack about you being in the ring. And it's like, ah, uh, unless you've been out here in the ring, 
and you've you know been through what I'm going through, I'm not so interested in your opinion. Did you have any pushback like that along your journey where people are like, what are you doing, Shruti, and tried to talk you out of it? Every day, <laughs> just literally every single day. Um, and you just have to listen to it, but also I think I have come to appreciate the fact that when people say things like that, it's only because they haven't been educated yet about something. So then it becomes my job to educate them about, okay, I hear you and I know I understand why you're saying that because anything new where reflexes to say no, because we either haven't seen it or we don't know about it. And so then I think it's just on me to educate either the potential customer or that, you know, potential partner, investor, whoever that might be that, hey, okay, seems like, you know, you have certain apprehensions, but let me show you the other side of what this actually looks like. And oh, by the way, I've been doing this for a little bit of time and here's what I've learned. And more often than not, once you show people what the other side looks like, I feel people get a little more comfortable. But that first reflective reaction is always, I have been doing this for 50 years and this is how it's been done, you know, and that's okay. I mean, that's just how people are. And it's just about educating them. You know, if we could put a man on the moon, the opportunities are endless. Yeah, you can expect that. Like, that's going to happen. People are going to doubt you. And so you just, so what you're saying is that you come back with education. You're like, I see why you say that, but let me show you how. Let me show you why. So yeah, strategy. I mean, anyone who says no or I, this won't work is just trying to say that I don't understand. Help mm -hmm. me understand how this will work. And so then it becomes, that's my job to then help them understand that. But I've been reading this book by Angela Duckworth called Grit, mm. The Power of Passion and Perseverance. It's such a fabulous book. What is interesting about it that stuck with me is, and I think, Mary, you would like it very much too if you haven't read it already, is she talks about this entire concept of there are very few people who are born this supremely genius or extra intelligent most people who are very successful in life are people who have very high grit. And it's because they've been doing the small things over and over and over again because they have a strong why and they believe in what they're doing and they keep going for it. So I am not a supremely born intelligent genius person, but I think I have that very strong grit to just keep going at a solution because I think this is what the future is. And this is what we need to do. And it's just, that's my job. Absolutely. I think in a time that everything is like immediate, like, oh, I want my immediate satisfaction. Like I listen to Gary Vee a lot, who I love. And I have read that book, by the way. I think it's outstanding. Right. And I could relate a lot to it. She's she's just such an amazing researcher. She's, she's all over the place. She's awesome. But I think that you know what people need to understand is that like my goal is like a 30-year goal. And when I heard Gary Vee talking about that, like he's talking to 20 somethings and, and they're like, I'm just so frustrated because I'm 25 and I haven't figured out my thing yet. And I'm not making a million dollars yet. And I feel like everybody else is. And Gary Vee is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like 
minimum, minimum starting a new business plan for seven years. So just mm -hmm. plan on seven years of grind and grit and hustle and tenacity. And then, then you'll start to really make money. And then you'll, you know, then you'll get to the next level, the next level, but it takes so much time. And I love what you said about it's, it's doing all these small things over and over and over again. It's why my book and my podcast are called hashtag keep going. Yeah, it's yeah I love it. Yeah, it's like, of course you would like, what's the alternative? Like you're gonna just, you know, stay laying down on the ground and all dusty and bloody and sweaty and marred just like that, you know, quote talks about, no, you're mm. gonna get back up. And what I love about Brene Brown is that she studies very specifically, um, the way she described it in one of her books is, if you were on the ground and your face is in the dirt, you know, you can just imagine being knocked down, which is gonna happen over and over and over again in entrepreneurship. She studies that moment of, of starting to push up, starting to push yourself up off the ground. She said, the only thing people ever talk about is that triumphant moment when you're on the platform getting your first place prize or whatever it is. Mm. But there's so much work that has to be done from like, how do you get the guts to get back up? and then to you know dust yourself off and then to try again and to get hit in the face again and so i've been doing all these interviews lately on entrepreneurship and everyone makes it sound like it's so sexy it is hard <laughs> af right <laughs> like you, you're yes. in the throes of that it's it's not easy and so what would you say to anybody that wants to start a business they have an idea what's a piece of advice or information you would give to them about the process and the journey of entrepreneurship? It is hard. It's whoever is telling you that it's absolutely sexy, that's great. And it may have worked for some people out there, but for a majority of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship is just a daily work in progress. It's something that you have to just understand that your job is problem solving, one thing after the other, you have to figure out how to navigate different situations. And uh, I think Simon Sinek had this very nice um, explanation once where he said, you know, if you're a skier, then you try to look for the path amongst the trees. You don't try to tell yourself, avoid the trees. You say you try to look for the path and then, you know, find your way through it. I think that's what entrepreneurship is every single day. You just have to figure out where is this path and there'll be thousands of trees along the way. And if you don't have trees, then that's, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. That will be a flag. Uh, but it's just about, do you care about this problem that you're trying to solve so much that no matter how many times you fall, you are willing to get up and keep going? I know for me, I know for my uncle, this is our problem that we want to solve. This is what wakes us up every single day in the morning. And so we keep going in order to get to the best solution. How do we create the best solution? How do we figure out and make it possible so that we're in this world where no one ever has to feel alone again? I think anyone who's trying to start a business figure out what that problem is that you are willing to solve um, even in the worst days when everything is you know going south but what is it that's going to keep you motivated um, because unless you really can overcome 
the 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 lows it's going to be hard to keep persevering in my mind i think about building a long-term company i'm not trying to think about three years or four years i'm trying to build something that is playing in the infinite game that's trying to create impact that lasts over generations so with that mindset i think you think about things slightly differently than what am I going to do for the next three years or four years or five years? But that's just my mindset. I know there are tons of folks out there who will talk about it differently, but that's just my two cents. I agree. That's the approach I would, would also recommend. I think it's spot on. If you're doing this for a quick hit, for quick money, for quick recognition, um, then you are not going to persevere through the really hard stuff. And I think having a why as powerful as yours to, you know, end isolation and make sure that nobody ever feels alone again, that is so much bigger than you or even this company. It's something that could really inspire several generations of people to keep this going long after you're not doing it anymore, right? Like that's the kind of level of why that we should have, I think, for any organization that that we're creating. So I think that's really good advice. I really hope there are others out there who are thinking about this problem and are trying to solve it. I know there are others in my space who are trying to solve it and are doing it very successfully, but it's a multi-dimensional approach. There is not one person, one company, or one health plan that's going to solve this for the world. It's uh, going to be a bunch of us getting together and figuring it out. So the more people the merrier because we we need to address it. Yeah. That's really great. That that you're like let's get everyone on board that that wants to solve this. We're not the only ones. I think that's really very inspiring. Uh so I was hoping for an update. You were once asked if you could have dinner with anyone in the world and you said it would be Barack Obama. Have you nailed down that dinner date yet? Well, it still will be Barack Obama. Um <laughs> I think he is so, so amazing, so charismatic, so articulate. It's funny, I was uh, listening to his introductory convention speech the other day. I was trying to get pointers on how to be a better storyteller. I get very lawyerly sometimes <laughs> when communicating stories and he is so beautiful at doing that. So very much still would love to have dinner with Barack Obama if he would give me the audience. Where we would go, I don't know, someplace where I could actually hear him speak would be nice. So it's not too loud. But yeah, we still <laughs> like I want to hear beautiful. every single word. Yeah. Um, like he was being interviewed by Reed Hoffman, the Masters of Scale podcast. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard that. But uh, it is the coolest thing because he interviews both Barack Obama and then also Will I Am, who are okay. both like very inspiring entrepreneurs. But he was talking about how Will I Am actually helped the campaign, and like it is the coolest interview. So check it out on Masters of Scale; it's really, really good. But I bet I got. I mean, he created such a beautiful grassroots this whole movement and bringing people together, it's uh, phenomenal what he's done. A community building, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's uh, the other day, my aunt and I were having this uh, really fun exercise where we were like, if you could pick anyone in the world 
for you know your dream team who would you pick and i kid you not i was like i would love to have barack obama as my community manager like if he could bring community he would be phenomenal at doing that so yeah i would still love dinner with him yeah so either dinner or hiring him i'm sure one of the there other you go will come yeah <laughs> it'll yeah. work out well shruti thank you so much for joining me for this podcast it's been such a pleasure having you Thank you so much, Mary. This was so fun. You are such an inspiring person. Uh, you have helped me so much in so many different ways, uh, from business to you know just me personally. And what you're doing out there is phenomenal for for our community, for women entrepreneurs, and just keep it going, girl. Like you're crushing wow. it. Anything I can do to help support you, please. You are awesome. Thank you, Shruti. I appreciate it so much. She is Shruti Gurudanti, the co-founder of Televeda, and that's it for this episode of How to Hashtag Keep Going. If you enjoy the show, make sure that you take a second to subscribe so you can automatically get my new shows when they drop. Also, if you have a minute, I'd love it if you left us a review so more folks like yourself can discover the show. I'll see you next time. This has been How to Hashtag Keep Going. To connect with Mary, go to marytautimus.com, M-A-R-I-T-A-U-T-I-M-E-S.com. How to Hashtag Keep Going with Mary Tautimus is a production of Forbes Books.